Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribute on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, going out to the uh, Circus Sports Against Hotline right now. By the way, I was at Circus Sports uh, hanging out with the crew over there during March Madness. Amazing time, as always. I'll be back out there for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. But again, going out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline, joining us now from the Sporting Tribune, Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, how are you? Arash, how does it feel being the mayor of Hawaii, <laughs> LA, and Las Vegas? Is it tiring? It's it's tiring, but I love it. I love it. Love. I Las think you Vegas. live. I think you live more in the air than you do, like on the ground. To be exactly. honest, with all the flying you do. I just landed. Man of uh, international mysteries. <laughs> oh, I saw your tweet. WrestleMania posters already going up and already everything. coming up. You'll you'll be here for the week of uh, all the fun stuff happening here. Looking forward to that. Um, for Fernando, let's start here. And I didn't think we we would start here, but the World Baseball Classic is something I wasn't thinking that I would get involved in or get pumped up about. Certainly not around this time of year with March Madness. The end of the season for the um, NBA, but I'm I'm enthralled. I, I I was enthralled with the quarterfinal, semifinal, the final. Uh, have you been watching? And your thoughts on it so far? Well, I'm very surprised by Mexico. To be honest, I mean, I didn't yeah. think. I mean, I know Mexican Mexico has a lot of strong players, and and uh, I mean Adrian Gonzalez. You have uh, a number of different players who've uh who are mexican who have come through and and are great baseball players but wow mexico's really lighting it up uh it is going to be an interesting matchup against japan uh to be honest but if you get a mexico u.s final i think it's going to get hyped i think it's going to be soccer level i mean you know when u.s and mexico play in anything uh there's a lot of hype there's a lot of uh fanship there's a lot of noise happening so i think if it's a u.s mexico final i think it's going to get really hyped and i think uh Fans all over uh, in both countries are, are really going to get excited uh, to see who takes that. But, man, the U.S. really opened it up on Cuba, and it seemed like they kind of had batting practice at one point. But uh, it's definitely been exciting, especially with all the stuff going on with March Madness and the World Baseball Classic. Right now is a lot of fun to be a sports fan uh, with everything going on. Yeah, absolutely, Fernando. Look, there's been a lot of talk with the Chargers this offseason, and you know we're going to ask you about it, right? There's been some rumors about possibly releasing Keenan Allen because of the cap hit. There are already some other, um, you know, players they released. Austin Eckler is exploring trade options, apparently. What does this all mean for the future of the Chargers? Because I know you were adamant about saying Austin Eckler is not a three-down back, and I think most people would agree with you. He's, he's a good, you know, shovel-pass guy, um, you know, halfback slip-screen type of running back 
three down, not a three down guy though. Are they going to be targeting a running back like Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, or Zach Charbonnet in this draft? And what do you expect to happen in the offseason to fill these holes? Well, first off, with the Keenan Allen stuff, uh, they already restructured his contract. He's not going anywhere. Uh, They need to keep the weapons for Justin Herbert. It's like Tom Telesco said during his exit conference, the press conference, he said, I would rather keep the guys that we have and obviously uh, add on in. Tom Delesco is not a guy that likes to restructure contracts. So when you restructure, you add another year onto their contract. And uh, next year, between four guys, they restructured Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, uh, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams. That adds another year to their contract. And next year, they're going to make up 56% of the cap. So that tells me that maybe next year, uh, Keenan Allen, Either either one of those two of those four players will not be here next year, so it's going to be interesting to see which two aren't, unless the Chargers uh, renegotiate their contract. But uh, but the Keenan Allen, he's here, he's here to stay. The Chargers love him. He they uh, Tom Telesco compared him to Charlie Joyner, uh, Andre Reed, which are two guys that uh, were with their organizations for their whole career. That's what they want Keenan Allen to be. So uh, it'll be interesting if that continues. Uh, and on the other side, Austin Eckler. Unfortunately, I think Austin Eckler is starting to notice the trend, and it's a trend that we've all been seeing for years. The running backs are not as valuable as what they were back when LaDainian Tomlinson, back when Eric Dickerson, back when all these guys played. Why? Because those guys were three down backs. Those guys played and and carry, touched the ball probably about 30 times a game, and they were able to last 10 to 15 years. These running, The running backs today only last about five to five to six years and, and you got to get their production up high. Look at Zeke. Zeke is only 27 years old and it looks like he's on the downward spiral of his career and it, it shouldn't be happening like that. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. But I think Austin Eckler is looking around. Uh, I, uh, source did confirm that they are looking around. They're trying to, uh, to see if they can find a trade. The only problem is nobody's going to pay a running back. He is looking for around 10 to uh, $12 million that nobody's going to pay a running back 10 to tw- uh, 10 to 12 million dollars. I think Austin's starting to see what's happening around the league. I I honestly if you ask me, do you believe that he's going to get traded? I don't. I think he's seeing his value. I think he's seeing that not a lot of teams will pay him. Maybe the Chargers will give him a bonus, but I really don't see him uh, making money elsewhere. One, two, he saw the saga with Melvin Gordon back in 2019 when Melvin Gordon held out. He took a lesser contract to go with the Denver Broncos, and Melvin Gordon, fortunately, his career has gone uh, a little bit south since then. So I think if you're Austin, you, you try and negotiate something with the charge, at least a bonus or something, but you're not going to – I don't see him getting paid uh, around the league, the, the money that he, I think he's thinking he's going to get. So, unfortunately for him, I, I just think the writing's on the wall um, in, in that sense. Fernando, staying in the AFC West, what about the Raiders? Adding Jimmy G, what are your expectations for the Raiders with Jimmy? Well, when you have a guy like Devontae Adams who can literally open it up, I, I think the sky's the limit, but at the same time, it is limited because uh, they did get uh, Jacoby Myers. I think he's good. I think they're going to end up trading Hunter Renfro uh, pretty soon because Hunter Renfro and Jacoby Myers do the exact same thing. What hurt is the Darren Waller thing, uh, the Darren Waller trade. I think Darren Waller would have helped Jimmy. Jimmy G loves going to to uh, to George Kittle, so they're going to have to find him a tight end. I think seven is too early to get a tight end. Uh, for them, so I think they're going to look for more in the second round, or maybe jump back up into the first round to try and grab a tight end late in the in the first round. But um, I think they, I, I honestly think they're going to go quarterback with the seventh pick, maybe even jump up try and get a quarterback. Uh, I don't think Jimmy G's contract, if you look at it, it's only a one year deal. It's a three year deal. 
but it's actually only they they have an out after one year, so they may be looking for a rookie quarterback, uh, and and who knows who they're targeting. But uh, it's gonna be have it's gonna have to be somebody that Josh McDaniels likes and feels like he can fit in his system. And we've seen Josh McDaniels, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I think he's Denver Broncos 2.0. He got yeah. rid of Brandon Marshall. He got rid of Jay Cutler. Now he's gotten rid of Derek Carr and uh, Darren Waller. I'm, I'm interested to see. And if he takes that quarterback from Florida, that's Tim Tebow 2.0 because he took Tim <laughs> Tebow his first year, now Anthony Richardson. But I, I think Jimmy G is a serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's better or worse than Derek Carr. I think they're in the same level. So I, I just think they're they're flatlining in a sense. Like They just kept the same level that they have. Now they have to work on that defense. That defense is the thing that has kind of held them down. But uh, it seems like they're gonna. They're, that's where they're going to uh, focus more of their attention on moving forward. Yeah. Uh, Fernando, paint the picture, set the scene for us. How excited San Diego is about the Padres this year? I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, they've sold out of season tickets. I, I think yeah. for the first time, uh, they're, I mean, the most talked about team in the league right now. Um, paint the picture again. I mean, it is a one professional sports town right now. But they really do have the hottest team or the most talked about team in the league going into the season. Yeah, no, it's exciting. I mean, Arash, there was a fan right before the Saturday before the Super Bowl, uh, you know, when you make your grand entrance into Phoenix and everybody's excited to see Arash Markazi in Phoenix. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it, it, it was Fan Fest in San Diego and there was numerous like fans, small fans, tall fans, skinny fans. Uh, larger than life, but there was fans of all kinds out there watching, uh, getting to meet the Padre players. There was a lot of fans. Like they said that it was, uh, they had to turn some people back because it was there was too many people at the uh, at Fan Fest. So fans are excited. They're hoping that uh, everything's working out. Most of the Padres that have played in the uh, in the winter. Uh, in the Winter Baseball Classic, they've all played well. Xander Bogarts hit a home run. Manny Machado hit two. Juan Soto hit three. So they're definitely excited about uh, what these Padres are going to do. And uh, there's a lot of excitement in Washington. It kind of feels like, and that's the thing, you kind of don't want to put your expectations too high because it's like anything less than a World Series championship. I think San Diego would, uh, would not be happy. So it, it'll be interesting to see what uh, the Padres season dictates. But... I know right now the one thing that has fans a little teetering is the production of Fernando Tatis Jr. and how he's doing. I think he went over 14 his first few uh, at-bats, which is going to happen. He hasn't played baseball in over two years. Uh, and so uh, lately I think he's hit a home run. He's hit a double. So he, he's picking it up a little bit. But uh, he, I think he's going to – I think the spotlight's more on him than anybody else because they know if they would have had him last year, uh, they think that they would have gone all the way uh, and possibly challenged Houston for – for the championship, but uh, but as of right now, the excitement is there, and uh, the love and the passion is there from the fans as well. So it's going to be interesting uh, moving forward to see how this team uh, starts out the season. Fernando, I'm going to shift the basketball here. Armand, I wanted to ask you this question. We've asked everyone this. Armand thinks that Kings are coming out of the West. We don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, but I wanted to ask you, who do you think is going to meet in the NBA Finals? If you were to say right now, your best guess. It's not 100%, but just say, Look, who's this? Is who's coming out of the East? This is who's coming out of the West right now? Well, I'll say the I, I say it's a rematch of the finals from was it two years ago, Bucks and Suns. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll. I think Kevin Durant will come back for the playoffs. I think he'll uh, he'll be fine. Um, definitely, 
uh, I, I'm interested to see uh, to see what happens there. But Austin Reeves, this kid, I mean, from the Lakers, that kid's impressive. I I, I watched him put up 35. I think it was 35 last night. That kid's impressive to watch. But yeah, my bad. When you go back to uh, when you go back to the the Bucks, I just think that they'll put it together. They'll they'll make it back. And the East just doesn't seem as competitive as I thought. It would be, and obviously in the West, you have Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre, and you have some really good Devin Booker. Uh, Devin Booker doesn't have the Kardashian curse on him anymore, so maybe uh, they'll be able to get over. Uh, get over. By the way, did you guys see that? Uh, Kim Kardashian over the weekend went to go watch Arsenal play. No, last Thursday she went to go watch oh, Arsenal play. They lost. Then oh, she went no. to Racing Jermaine on Sunday to go watch PSG play. They lost wow. for the first time in 35 games, so... There you go. It was uh, it, it, that that curse hits again. But but yeah, I got uh, Suns versus Bucks uh, in the finals. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Mike Brown is such a good coach that I wouldn't be surprised if he could pull the Kings up there. But I just think it's a tall task to ask of him. Yeah, I mean Kim. By the way, Kim Kardashian has to stay away from my arsenal. And we we have we have <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't I don't get that. That doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense, right? Mo Bamba still hurt, I guess. They yeah. want another big, but right. you know it's funny. They they even said the picture. Or they like flashed the camera over to her, and like <laughs> the son just goes like he goes full Kanye. He's smiling, and then he goes like serious face. I'm like, dang, that's, that's little Kanye right there. Like he's smiling, excited, and then he just goes a serious face. I'm like, wow. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> uh, Fernando, shifting gears to the other uh, pro football team in Los Angeles with the Rams. Um, it, it does seem like a rebuild, even though a GM less need said it's a remodeling. I don't think it's a remodel. It looks like it's a full rebuild. Um, listen, one of the worst title defenses in league history, now followed up by a hit offseason where it's pretty clear that they're just trying to save up a, some cap room for next year. Your thoughts on what's happening with the Los Angeles Rams? They should ask Roman Reigns for uh, for advice. How can we defend these titles? What do we need? Uh, but, uh, it, yeah, it was a pretty bad title defense. You know what, Arash? And I think... I, I, I honestly think that if the Jets miss on Aaron Rodgers, that doesn't end up happening. I think the Jets could come calling to Matthew Stafford, and I bet you the Rams would trade him. I mean, they want a full rebuild. Next year, you're actually going to have a first-round pick as of right now. Why not make it the, the Why not make it a top-five pick and potentially get your future quarterback out of it? Obviously, last time it didn't go so well, but, hey, you got Matthew Stafford out of it. You got a Super Bowl ring out of it, so uh, – but yeah, they're in full rebuild mode. They haven't made any signings. They've made they've had more departures than they've had signings. So it's uh they've been very 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 quiet. Uh, and some fans are saying, oh well, maybe uh, they're they're planning something big. No, they're not planning anything big. I just think they're they're so they have they've had so much noise in the past five to six years that right now they really do need a cool down. Uh, and like I said, I, I don't think they'd trade. I know right now is the bad times of the Rams fans, but I'm sure they wouldn't trade that one Super Bowl for any of it. I mean, they they that Super Bowl and to do it in your own city, to do it in your home in in the city that you play in. I mean, that's huge too. So uh, yeah, they're in full rebuild mode. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. I'm surprised Aaron Donald's going to come back as of right now. Like I I, I thought with Jalen Ramsey gone and Bobby Wagner gone, he'd say, you know what, I'm gonna ride off into the sunset, but. I definitely I'm I'm interested to see how the Rams operate this year, and obviously if they get a top pick, does Sean McVay? Well, that's a big storyline for me. After this season, will Sean McVay want to stay? Because I thought he was going to leave last offseason, but then I thought hmm, his first losing season, if he left, he may get 
uh, uh, they may poke fun at him saying, oh, the, t- the going got tough. So he went and went to, uh, to the broadcast booth. So I think maybe he's holding out for one more year. Uh, and if they lose again, like they did this year, he's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go to the broadcast booth. I took another L this season, but hey, I'm going to go make $20 million uh, in the broadcast booth. So that's just, uh, that's what I think is going to happen with the Rams this year. I think it's going to be another down season for them, unfortunately. Fernando, I got to take you back to, a, this is like pre-pandemic, obviously a few years ago. We were at SoFi Stadium when it was still a construction site, when the WWE announced that WrestleMania was coming to SoFi Stadium. I think it was supposed to happen in 2020, right? Yep. Right, yep. and obviously pandemic hits. Um, now, obviously, it's finally here, 2023. No, I think it was 2021. It was 21. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be in Tampa, 2020, and okay. then it was going to be in LA, 2021. So, you know, obviously, they had to kick the can down the road, and it's perfect now that things are back to normal. Um, and it's two nights, two night WrestleMania. You're going to be here for, for the entire week, Raw, SmackDown, Hall of Fame, all that good stuff. Your thoughts, again, we haven't had this event in a long, long time. I mean, people forget. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think I was at the last one that was in an arena in Chicago at the Rosemont Horizon way back in the day. It is now an event that is only held in a Super Bowl-style, Super Bowl venue kind of, any football stadium. Uh, paint the picture, my friend. I mean, what is this weekend? What is this week going to be like? Man, I, I I mean, this is my first time ever going, so I'm actually oh, wow. very excited. Right. Yeah, I've never been to a WrestleMania. I've never been to WrestleMania week, so I'm definitely excited about – I'm, like, literally like a little kid. Like, I'm excited to see what's going to happen, what it's like. Uh, but I think it's going to be nuts. I think people don't don't see the magnitude of it. I think there's going to be a lot of people. I think the city's going to be full. Uh, I think people are going to be excited about uh, about WrestleMania because it's like the Super Bowl of wrestling, and that's the way uh, these wrestlers paint it. Arash, you know the last time we we saw Roman Reigns in person? Well, I mean we've seen him at other t- at other places, but the last time he wasn't the tribal chief; he was yeah. still Roman Reigns trying to find his path, seeing who he was. And now, uh, years later, he's a tribal chief, and uh, he's been carrying the belts ever since. So. Definitely, uh, definitely really exciting to see how WWE plans it out. You hear that Triple H wants to make longer matches, less matches, longer, but longer matches. And then you hear other stuff. So it's definitely exciting. Uh, Who's going to come out? Who's going to surprise us? Uh, There's a lot of rumors that the glass, uh, the glass is going to break at one point and that he may wrestle. You just never know what's going to happen. But, uh, but I'm definitely excited. The only match that doesn't have me excited, Arash, is, uh, Brock Lesnar versus almost like oh, I yeah. just well that one's gonna be short. Uh, that yeah, but I mean if Bray Wyatt is now out, if he really right. did check out, then just go again. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, you could have a huge match with those two. And uh, maybe night one you do uh, Edge versus Finn Balor. Night two in the Hell in a Cell. Night two you do Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar in the Hell in a Cell, and you give fans uh, you put on a, a huge show for the fans. But uh, obviously that's why you and I are here, Rush. We're not the ones making the booking decisions. <laughs> but uh, but definitely I'm excited. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be uh, Comic Con meets uh, Super Bowl. So oh, I think it's gonna be uh, exciting. Uh, the Rock, I mean, when we were at SoFi for the Super Bowl and The Rock comes onto the field, I- I'm thinking this is going to be a preview. Yeah. Do you think in our last two minutes, do you think some way, somehow, we see The Rock, again, Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns is going to be main eventing, so, you know, I mean, I think it's night two, but anyway, yeah. it has a big role. Do we see The Rock at SoFi? 
I think we do. I think you have to do either. You're going to tease something huge where maybe he comes out after like maybe uh, Roman re- uh, retains. He starts him and the bloodlines are beating up on, uh, on Cody and maybe the rock comes out and helps Cody or something. Something's going to happen. Like th- there's no way this is all leading to either one or two things. Either Jay is the one that defeats Roman, which I think would be lame. I, I'm not really, I'm not one of those people. I like the bloodline to say the bloodline, but I think the rock comes out and maybe they set up, for the next for next year's WrestleMania, The Rock versus uh, Roman Reigns, but I thought it should have been at. I honestly still think it should have been at SoFi. The thing yeah. is huge. This should have been unless The Rock does come out and challenges him right then and there. And it's and like a one minute deal, right? It'd be too much. It'd be too much. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think The Rock comes out. Do you think The Rock comes out? I do think he comes out. I do think he's involved in some way, shape, or form. I am bummed that it's not going to be a full-on match. It's going to be a surprise, which is fine. But it's. Uh, I think so many people thought, okay, it's WrestleMania. It's back in Los Angeles. It's Hollywood. Certainly, like when The Rock is on the field before Super Bowl at SoFi. So, Fernando, can't wait to see you and hang out with you that entire week. It should be fun, my friend. I will see you soon. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited to get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 310- 400-0340. All right, going out to the uh, Circus Sports against Hotline right now. By the way, I was at Circus Sports uh, hanging out with the crew over there during March Madness. Amazing time, as always. I'll be back out there for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. But again, going out to the Circus Sports against Hotline, joining us now from the Sporting Tribune, Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, how are you? Arash, how does it feel being the mayor of Hawaii, <laughs> LA, and Las Vegas? Is it tiring? It's it's tiring, but I love it. I love it. Love. I think you live. I think you live more in the air than you do, like on the ground. To be honest, with all the flying you do. I just landed. Man of international mysteries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I saw your tweet. WrestleMania posters already going up and everything coming up. You'll you'll be here for the week of uh, all the fun stuff happening here. Looking forward to that. Um, Fernando, let's start here, and I didn't think we we would start here, but the World Baseball Classic is something I wasn't thinking that I would get involved in or get pumped up about, certainly not around this time of year with March Madness, the end of the season for the um, NBA, but I'm I'm enthralled. I, I, I was enthralled with the quarterfinal, semifinal, 
the final. Uh, have you been watching and your thoughts on it so far? Well, I'm very surprised by Mexico, to be honest. I mean, I didn't think, I mean, I know Mexican, Mexico has a lot of strong players and, and uh, I mean, Adrian Gonzalez, you have uh, a number of different players who've, uh, who are Mexican, who have come through and, and are great baseball players, but wow, Mexico's really lighting it up. Uh, it is going to be an interesting matchup against Japan, uh, to be honest, but if you get a Mexico U.S. final, I think it's going to get hyped. I think it's going to be soccer level. I mean, you know, when U.S. and Mexico play in anything, uh, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of uh, fanship. There's a lot of noise happening. So I think if it's a U.S.-Mexico final, I think it's going to get really hyped. And I think uh, fans all over uh, in both countries are, are really going to get excited uh, to see who takes that. But, man, the U.S. really opened it up on Cuba, and it seemed like they kind of had batting practice at one point. But uh, uh, it's definitely been exciting, especially with all the stuff going on with March Madness and the World Baseball Classic. Right now is a lot of fun to be a sports fan uh, with everything going on. Yeah, absolutely, Fernando. Look, there's been a lot of talk with the Chargers this offseason. You, you know we're going to ask you about it, right? There's been some rumors about possibly releasing Keenan Allen because of the cap hit. There are already some other, um, you know, players they released. Austin Eckler is exploring trade options, apparently. What does this all mean for the future of the Chargers? Because I know you were adamant about saying Austin Eckler is not a three-down back, and I think most people would agree with you. He's, he's a good, you know, shovel-pass guy, um, you know, halfback, slip-screen type of running back, three down, not a three-down guy, though. Are they going to be targeting a running back like Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, or Zach Charbonnet in this draft? And what do you expect to happen in the offseason to fill these holes? Well, first off, with the Keenan Allen stuff, uh, they already restructured his contract. He's not going anywhere. Uh, they need to keep the weapons for Justin Herbert. It's like Tom Telesco said during his e exit conference, the press conference, he said, I would rather keep the guys that we have and obviously uh, add on in. Tom Telesco is not a guy that likes to restructure contracts. So when you restructure, you add another year onto their contract. And uh, next year, between four guys, they restructured Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams that adds another year to their contract and next year they're going to make up 56% of the cap so that tells me that maybe next year uh, Keenan Allen either either one of those two of those four players will not be here next year so it's going to be interesting to see which two aren't unless the Chargers uh, renegotiate their contract but uh, but the Keenan Allen he's here he's here to stay the Chargers love him he they uh, Tom Telesco compared him to Charlie Joyner uh, Andre Reed, which are two guys that uh, were with their organizations for their whole career. That's what they want Keenan Allen to be. So uh, it'll be interesting if that continues. Uh, and on the other side, Austin Eckler. Unfortunately, I think Austin Eckler is starting to notice the trend. And it's a trend that we've all been seeing for years. The running backs are not as valuable as what they were back when LaDainian Tomlinson, back when Eric Dickerson, back when all these guys played. Why? Because those guys were three down backs. Those guys played and and carry, touched the ball probably about 30 times a game. And they were able to last 10 to 15 years. These running, the running backs today only last about five to five to six years and, and you got to get their production up high. Look at Zeke. Zeke is only 27 years old and it looks like he's on the downward spiral of his career and it, it shouldn't be happening like that. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. But I think Austin Eckler is looking around. Uh, I, a source did confirm that they are looking around. They're trying to, uh, to see if they can find a trade. The only problem is nobody's going to pay a running back. He is looking for around 10 to uh, $12 million that nobody's going to pay 
a running back 10 to 12, uh, 10 to 12 million dollars. I think Austin's starting to see what's happening around the league. I, I honestly, if you ask me, do you believe that he's going to get traded? I don't. I think he's seeing his value. I think he's seeing that not a lot of teams will pay him. Maybe the charge will give him a bonus, but I really don't see him uh, making money elsewhere. One, two, he saw the saga with Melvin Gordon back in 2019 when Melvin Gordon held out. He took a lesser contract to go with the Denver Broncos, and Melvin Gordon, fortunately, his career has gone uh, a little bit south since then. So I think if you're Austin, you, you try and negotiate something with the Chargers, at least a bonus or something, but you're not going to – I don't see him getting paid uh, around the league, the, the money that he, I think he's thinking he's going to get. So, unfortunately for him, I, I just think the writing's on the wall um, in, in that sense. Fernando, staying in the AFC West, what about the Raiders? Adding Jimmy G, what are your expectations for the Raiders with Jimmy? Well, when you have a guy like Devontae Adams who can literally open it up, I, I think the sky's the limit, but at the same time, it is limited because uh, they did get uh, Jacoby Myers. I think he's good. I think they're going to end up trading Hunter Renfro uh, pretty soon because Hunter Renfro and Jacoby Myers do the exact same thing. What hurt is the Darren Waller thing, uh, the Darren Waller trade. I think Darren Waller would have helped Jimmy. Jimmy G loves going to to uh, to George Kittle, so they're going to have to find him a tight end. I think seven is too early to get a tight end. Uh, for them, so I think they're going to look for more in the second round, or maybe jump back up into the first round to try and grab a tight end late in the in the first round. But um, I think they, I, I honestly think they're going to go quarterback with the seventh pick, maybe even jump up try and get a quarterback. Uh, I don't think Jimmy G's contract, if you look at it, it's only a one year deal. It's a three year deal. But it's actually only they they have an out after one year, so they may be looking for a rookie quarterback, uh, and and who knows who they're targeting. But uh, it's gonna be have to, it's gonna have to be somebody that Josh McDaniels likes and feels like he can fit in his system. And we've seen Josh McDaniels, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I think he's Denver Broncos two point He got yeah. rid of Brandon Marshall, he got rid of Jay Cutler. Now he's gotten rid of Derek Carr and uh, Darren Waller. I'm, I'm interested to see. And if he takes that quarterback from Florida, that's Tim Tebow 2.0 because he took Tim Tebow his first year, now Anthony Richardson. But I, I think Jimmy G is a serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's better or worse than Derek Carr. I think they're in the same level. So I, I just think they're they're flatlining in a sense. Like They just kept the same level that they have. Now they have to work on that defense. That defense is the thing that has kind of held them down. But uh, it seems like they're gonna. They're, that's where they're going to uh, focus more of their attention on moving forward. Yeah. Uh, Fernando, paint the picture, set the scene for us. How excited San Diego is about the Padres this year. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, they've sold out of season tickets. I, I think yeah. for the first time, uh, they're, I mean, the most talked about team in the league right now, um, Paint the picture again. I mean, it is a one professional sports town right now, but they really do have the hottest team or the most talked about team in the league going into the season. Yeah, no, it's exciting. I mean, Arash, there was a fan right before the Saturday before the Super Bowl, uh, you know, when you make your grand entrance into Phoenix and everybody's excited to see Arash Markazi in Phoenix. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it, it, it was Fan Fest in San Diego and there was numerous like 
fans small, fans tall, fans skinny, fans uh, larger than life. But there was fans of all kinds out there watching, uh, getting to meet the Padre players. There was a lot of fans. Like they said that it was, uh, they had to turn some people back because it was there was too many people at the uh, at Fan Fest. So fans are excited. They're hoping that uh, everything's working out. Most of the Padres that have played in the uh, in the winter. Uh, in the Winter Baseball Classic, they've all played well. Xander Bogarts hit a home run. Manny Machado hit two. Juan Soto hit three. So they're definitely excited about uh, what these Padres are going to do. And uh, there's a lot of excitement in Washington. It kind of feels like, and that's the thing, you kind of don't want to put your expectations too high because it's like anything less than a World Series championship, I think San Diego would uh, would not be happy. So it, it'll be interesting to see what uh, the Padres season dictates. But I know right now the one thing that has fans a little teetering is the production of Fernando Tatis Jr. and how he's doing. I think he went 0 for 14 his first few uh, at-bats, which is going to happen. He hasn't played baseball in over two years. Uh, and so uh, lately I think he's hit a home run. He's hit a double. So he, he's picking it up a little bit. But uh, he, I think he's going to – I think the spotlight's more on him than anybody else because they know if they would have had him last year, uh, they think that they would have gone all the way uh, and possibly challenge Houston for – for the championship, but uh, but as of right now, the excitement is there, and uh, the love and the passion is there from the fans as well. So it's going to be interesting uh, moving forward to see how this team uh, starts out the season. Fernando, I'm going to shift the basketball here. Armand, I wanted to ask you this question. We've asked everyone this. Armand thinks the Kings are coming out of the West. We don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, but I wanted to ask you, who do you think is going to meet in the NBA Finals? If you were to say right now, your best guess. It's not 100%, but just say, Look, who's this? Is who's coming out of the East? This is who's coming out of the West right now? Well, I'll say the I, I say it's a rematch of the finals from was it two years ago, Bucks and Suns. Oh, uh, <clears throat> I think it'll. I think Kevin Durant will come back for the playoffs. I think he'll uh, he'll be fine. Um, definitely, uh, I, I'm interested to see. Uh, to see what happens there. But Austin Reeves, this kid, I mean, from the Lakers, that kid's impressive. I, I, I watched him put up 35, I think it was 35 last night. That kid's impressive to watch. But yeah, my bad. When you go back to, uh, when you go back to the, the Bucks, I just think that they'll put it together. They'll, they'll make it back. And the East just doesn't seem as competitive as I thought it, it would be. And obviously in the West, you have Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre, and you have some really good Devin Booker. Uh, Devin Booker doesn't have the Kardashian curse on him anymore. So maybe uh, they'll be able to get over, uh, get over. By the way, did you guys see that? Uh, Kim Kardashian over the weekend went to go watch Arsenal play. No, last Thursday, she went to go watch oh, Arsenal play. They lost. Then oh, she went no. to Saint Germain on Sunday to go watch PSG play. They lost for oh. the first time in 35 games. So, there you go. It was uh, it, it, that that curse hits again. But but yeah, I got uh, Suns versus Bucks uh, in the finals. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Mike Brown is such a good coach that I wouldn't be surprised if he could pull the Kings up there. But I just think it's a tall task to ask of him. Yeah, I mean Kim. By the way, Kim Kardashian has to stay away from my arsenal. And we we have we have <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't I don't get that. That doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense, right? Now. Mo Bamba still hurt, I guess. They yeah. want another big, but right. you know what's funny? They they even said the picture. Or they like flashed the camera over to her, and like <laughs> the son just goes like he goes full Kanye. He's smiling, and then he goes like serious face. I'm like, dang, that's, that's little Kanye right there. Like, he's smiling, excited, and then he just goes a serious face. I'm like, wow. I'm like, there you go. 
Uh, Fernando, shifting gears to the other uh, pro football team in Los Angeles with the Rams, um, it, it does seem like a rebuild, even though a GM last need said it's a remodeling. I don't think it's a remodel. It looks like it's a full rebuild. Um, listen, one of the worst title defenses in league history, now followed up by a hit offseason where it's pretty clear that they're just trying to save up a, some cap room for next year. Your thoughts on what's happening with the Los Angeles Rams? They should ask Roman Reigns for uh, for advice. How can we defend these titles? What do we need? Uh, but, uh, it, yeah, it was a pretty bad title defense. You know what, Arash? And I think... I, I, I honestly think that if the Jets miss on Aaron Rodgers, that doesn't end up happening. I think the Jets could come calling to Matthew Stafford, and I bet you the Rams would trade him. I mean, they want a full rebuild. Next year, you're actually going to have a first-round pick as of right now. Why not make it the, the Why not make it a top-five pick and potentially get your future quarterback out of it? Obviously, last time it didn't go so well, but, hey, you got Matthew Stafford out of it. You got a Super Bowl ring out of it, so uh, – but yeah, they're in full rebuild mode. They haven't made any signings. They've made they've had more departures than they've had signings. So it's uh they've been very 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 quiet. Uh, and some fans are saying, oh well, maybe uh, they're they're planning something big. No, they're not planning anything big. I just think they're they're so they have they've had so much noise in the past five to six years that right now they really do need a cool down. Uh, and like I said, I, I don't think they'd trade. I know right now is the bad times of the Rams fans, but I'm sure they wouldn't trade that one Super Bowl for any of it. I mean, they they that Super Bowl and to do it in your own city, to do it in your home in in the city that you play in. I mean, that's huge too. So uh, yeah, they're in full rebuild mode. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. I'm surprised Aaron Donald's going to come back as of right now. Like I I, I thought with Jalen Ramsey gone and Bobby Wagner gone, you'd say you know what I'm gonna ride off into the sunset, but. Uh, I definitely I'm I'm interested to see how the Rams operate this year, and obviously if they get a top pick, does Sean McVay? Well, that's a big storyline for me. After this season, will Sean McVay want to stay? Because I thought he was going to leave last offseason, but then I thought hmm, his first losing season. If he left, he may get uh, po- uh, they may poke fun at him, saying, "Oh, the t- the going got tough," so he went and went to uh, to the broadcast booth. So I think maybe he's holding out for one more year. Uh, and if they lose again, like they did this year, he's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go to the broadcast booth. I took another L this season, but hey, I'm going to go make $20 million uh, in the broadcast booth. So that's just, uh, that's what I think is going to happen with the Rams this year. I think it's going to be another down season for them, unfortunately. Fernando, I got to take you back to, a, this is like pre-pandemic, obviously a few years ago. We were at SoFi Stadium when it was still a construction site when the WWE announced that WrestleMania was coming to SoFi Stadium. I think it was supposed to happen in 2020, right? Yep. Right, and obviously pandemic hits. Um, now, obviously, it's finally here, 2023. No, I think it was 2021. It was 21. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be in Tampa, 2020, and okay. then it was going to be in LA, 2021. So, you know, obviously, they had to kick the can down the road, and it's perfect now that things are back to normal. Um, and it's two nights, two night WrestleMania. You're going to be here for for the entire. Week, Raw, SmackDown, Hall of Fame, all that good stuff. Your thoughts, again, we haven't had this event in a long, long time. I mean, people forget. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think I was at the last one that was in an arena in Chicago at the Rosemont Horizon way back in the day. It is now an event that is only held in a Super Bowl-style, Super Bowl venue kind of, any football stadium. Uh Paint the picture, my friend. I mean, what is this weekend? What is this week going to be like? 
Man, I, I, I mean, this is my first time ever going, so I'm actually oh, wow. very excited. Right. Yeah, I've never been to a WrestleMania. I've never been to WrestleMania week, so I'm definitely excited about. I'm like literally like a little kid. Like I'm excited <laughs> to see what's gonna happen, what it's like. Uh, but I think it's gonna be nuts. I think people don't don't see the magnitude of it. I think there's gonna be a lot of people. I think the city's gonna be full. Uh, I think people are going to be excited about uh, about WrestleMania because it's like the Super Bowl of wrestling, and that's the way uh, these wrestlers paint it. Arash, you know the last time we we saw Roman Reigns in person? Well, I mean we've seen him at other t- at other places, but the last time he wasn't the tribal chief; he was yeah. still Roman Reigns trying to find his path, seeing who he was. And now, uh, years later, he's a tribal chief, and uh, he's been carrying the belts ever since. So. Definitely, uh, definitely really exciting to see how WWE, WWE plans it out. You hear that Triple H wants to make longer matches, less matches, longer, but longer matches. And then yeah. you hear other stuff. So it's definitely exciting. Uh, who's going to come out? Who's going to surprise us? Uh, there's a lot of rumors that the glass, uh, the glass is going to break at one point and that he may wrestle. You just never know what's going to happen. But uh, but I'm definitely excited. The only match that doesn't have me excited, Arash, is uh, Brock Lesnar versus Almost. Like oh, okay. I just well, that one's gonna be short. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if Bray Wyatt is now out, if he really right. did check out, then just go again. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. You could have a huge match with those two, and uh, maybe night one you do uh, Edge versus Finn Balor. Night two in the Hell in a Cell. Night two you do Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar in the Hell in a Cell, and you give fans uh, you put on a, a huge show for the fans, but. Uh, obviously that's why you and I are here rush. We're not the ones making the booking decisions, but, uh, but definitely I'm excited. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be uh comic con meets the uh, super bowl. So oh, I think it's going to be, uh, exciting. Um, the rock, I mean, when we were at SoFi for the Super Bowl and the rock comes onto the field, I- I'm thinking this is going to be a preview. Do you <laughs> think in our last two minutes, do you think some way, somehow we see the rock again, tribal chief Roman Reigns is going to be main eventing. So, you know, I mean, I think it's night two, but anyway, yeah. it has a big role. Do we see the rock at SoFi? I think we do. I think you have to do either. You're going to tease something huge where maybe he comes out after like maybe uh, Roman re- uh, retains. He starts him in the bloodline start beating up on, uh, on Cody and maybe the rock comes out and helps Cody or something. Something's going to happen. Like th- there's no way this is all leading to either one or two things. Either Jay is the one that defeats Roman, which I think would be lame. I- I'm not really, I'm not one of those people. I like the bloodline to say the bloodline, but I think the rock comes out and maybe they set up, for the next for next year's WrestleMania, The Rock versus uh, Roman Reigns, but I thought it should have been at. I honestly still think it should have been at SoFi. The thing yeah. is huge. This should have been unless The Rock does come out and challenges him right then and there. It's and like a one been, deal, right? It'd be too much. It'd be too much. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think The Rock comes out. Do you think The Rock comes out? I do think he comes out. I do think he's involved in some way, shape, or form. I am bummed that it's not going to be a full-on I match. It's going to be a surprise, which is fine. But it's. Uh, I think so many people thought, okay, it's WrestleMania. It's back in Los Angeles. It's Hollywood. Certainly, like when The Rock is on the field before Super Bowl at SoFi. So, Fernando, can't wait to see you and hang out with you that entire week. It should be fun, my friend. I will see you soon. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. 
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.